Welcome back to the CTE Podcast. It's the boys, Cam, Trey, and Sawyer. We are back with you another episode this week. Uh, how your boys doing? Doing pretty good, man. Just hanging in there. I'm tired. Not going to lie. Yeah. Hey, but I'm good. It's always a long week before spring break starts. Am I right, Trey? Yeah. Spring break, I mean, it's a chance for me to catch up on sleep. I wish I still got spring break, man. Are you are you just sleeping over spring break? What are you doing? Over spring break, let's see. I'm working some. Uh, I also got a job interview over spring break. Where mm-hmm. at? Metrolina Christian Academy. Hey, uh, where's that at? It's in Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte. There. Indian Trail. Uh, is that? Yeah. Shout out, uh, Queen City. But uh, it's for eighth grade Bible. Yes, mm. sir. Teach eighth grade Bible course. I have to uh, come spectate. So yeah, I'll come spectate too, man. Yeah, wish me luck. Once I move back out there. Hey, coming up! It's coming up fast, Sawyer. June, I'll be back. Yes, sir. The boys are going to be back in town. I can't, can't wait. wait. Man. The boys are going to be back in town. Oh man, it's so good. All right, so the combine started today. One of my main questions for you guys, I'm going to talk about it as well. Um, but I'm going to have y'all answer first before I do. Who do y'all think is going to shine this this week? And then we'll get into who do you think is going to get slept on. Okay. So, Trey, I'm going I'm to have you kick that one off. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't get a chance to watch the combine today. I have to go back and look at the highlights from that. But uh, there's a lot of talk about the quarterbacks in this draft because – I mean, I'm, I know y'all are aware of this, but, like, uh, there's just a lot of talk that the quarterbacks in this in this class is weak. Mm-hmm. So, I think Desmond Ritter is going to kind of make a name for himself, kind of make a yeah. case that he's, he's, you know, either maybe not the best. Okay. But I think, you know, people are talking about Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett. People need to talk about Desmond Ritter. I've got a question with you there. Okay. So you saw his 40 time today. It was sub 4 5, right? I, I guess. Remember, I said I didn't get to watch it today. But well, he ran was... like a 4 4 9 or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Which is extremely fast for a quarterback. Yeah. And people, there's all the talk about, like you said, Malik Willis being the most athletic quarterback in the class. But is he, though? I think Ritter might be. I think Malik Willis definitely has a better arm. Yeah. But I think Ritter might be more athletic. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Desmond Ritter, he's definitely not like unathletic. I mean, he he is somebody who can sit in the pocket and throw the ball, but he can make plays when he has to with his feet. But yeah, uh, like you said, Malik Willis, I've heard him described as Lamar Jackson with a better arm, which I don't know how I feel about that because when Lamar Jackson is on, he's on. Yeah. But Desmond Ritter, he's definitely athletic. I don't think he'll end up being anything crazy. I mean, I see like a similar like Kellen Mond situation where you want him to get reps, but he never does. I mean, it honestly just depends on where he ends up. But I mean, yeah. he's definitely not going to be a first round quarterback or anything unless he just goes off in the rest of the combine. But um, his That's 40 the thing. Was really I think he should. Impressive today. You think he should be a first round quarterback? I think he should be. Okay. So the conversation from what I've seen is between Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett. And I think Desmond Ritter should be in that conversation as yeah. 
one of the first quarterbacks taken. Okay. Hmm. My issue with him, and it was in college too, is he fumbles a lot. And, I mean, <laughs> I don't see those numbers going down once he gets to a higher level. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. But I think if we're talking athleticism, I think he's definitely up there. And I think he's a really – I think he showed. I mean, leading Cincinnati to a playoff and everything, he's a good leader. I'm sure he's really mature, so I'm sure the scouts love that. Um, I'm going to go for a guy I really like in the combine. I think it's really going to shine out. Um, I think, well, with this guy, I think they're doing their 40s tomorrow. This is Wednesday night. Wednesday night, right? Or is this Thursday? It's Thursday night, my bad. But the running backs are running their 40s tomorrow, and somebody I think is really going to show out that, it's getting a lot of talk about him, but not as much as before the season, um, the college football season, that is, is Brees Hall. I think he's going to end up having a very, very good combine. Hey, um, he was talking that smack. Yeah, and I I really think he's going to be a clear running back one. I think he's going to do it. Another guy I think is going to pop off is James Cook. You know, Dalvin's younger brother. He's gotten talk since the playoff and national championship game, but I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for. He'll have a really good combine, I think. What do you think, Cam? Yeah, so obviously this QB class is not loaded like it was last year, um, sadly. But I'm going QB on who I think is going to shine. And I'm sure y'all can guess, but I'll go Malik Willis. Mm-hmm. Uh, been watching his Liberty highlights recently. Um, just love the dude's IQ with football. Yep. Uh, he can scramble in the pocket. Um he can be kind of risque with the football, um, but he's definitely got a better arm than Lamar from what I've seen. Um, but obviously, you know, you can go into pro football and all of that change. But he is referred to as, you know, the quarterback with the highest IQ in this yeah. in this draft class, in this combine. Um, you know, obviously I want the Panthers to draft him, but uh, that will be another discussion. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Malik Willis on, on shining okay. out. Some of the quarterbacks were throwing today, and uh, some of them looked really good. Some of them looked really bad. Sam Howell couldn't complete an out route to save his life. It was really bad. But Malik Willis had a really nice deep ball. I saw that one clip. Um, I agree with you on Malik Willis. I think the quarterbacks in this class have a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. It's just not, like, obvious talent like last year. Yeah. But, yeah. Did you all see uh, Kenny Pickett's hand size, the measurement? Nine inches, right? It was eight and a half. Which is terrible for a quarterback. <laughs> oh, he fumbled a good bit in college too. I mean, that's that might seem like something minor, and it it might be, but that's a tiny hands for an NFL quarterback. That's tough. Somebody needs to be able to hold the ball every play. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. We'll see. All right, gosh. Well, so if we talk about who's gonna shine, who do y'all think is getting overlooked? Who you think is getting slept on in this combine? Mm-hmm. Um, my pick for this, and he ran a good 40 today, but I'm going to talk about why that's impressive, more impressive, I guess. Um, George Pickens from Georgia. I don't know why, but all of a sudden he, he got hurt last year. It was an ACL. But when he came back, he was just as good as he was before. And people were talking about him like he's not a top five receiver in this class. And for me, he's he definitely is. I think he's around the four or five. But he ran like a – I think it was like a 4-4 it was like a four four eight. maybe. It might have been faster. I'm sorry if I got that wrong. 
But considering he tore his ACL less than a year ago, and he's not a little dude either, that's quick. I think he's yeah. going to end up being a great late first, early second round pick for whoever gets him. Yeah. I like John Mechie, hmm. Alabama. I mean, obviously the guy coming out of Alabama is Jameson Williams. I mean, yeah, dude was a monster. He could have been – who knows what would have happened if he didn't get hurt in the national championship game. But I hate he's not in the combine. Yeah. But before uh, – at least the way – when you know, when I was watching – college football, I noticed John Mechie before I noticed Jameson Williams. Yeah. Um, but I think he's getting slept on, man. Um, everybody's talking about Drake London, uh, like you mentioned, George Pickens, um, yeah. uh, Jameson Williams, but John Mechie, I like him. Traylon Burks. I like John. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like – the reason why we really just heard Jamison Williams' name this year, obviously, because he was kind of getting overshadowed at Ohio State behind yeah. Wilson and Olave. But I think Alabama was a really good place for him. And I think transferring to Alabama made him a ton of money. Yeah. yeah. Also, I do want to mention – I don't know if this guy's getting slept on or – um, I don't think he is. I think they've got him in the right place. But I like Bailey Zappi. I think that's how you pronounce his name, Zappi out of Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dude broke records this past yeah, season. Yeah. And that was – obviously, that's because he didn't play, you know, very good teams. And he – the system he was in, they just threw the ball yep. consistently. But it's still impressive. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go with the offensive lineman here. And uh, obviously, we know his name. He's probably the biggest guy in the draft, literally. And that's Evan Neal. Mm-hmm. I haven't really heard his name at all, um, but I think I think he has the potential to honestly change an offensive yeah. line. Uh, I mean, he's three hundred thirty pounds, roughly. Yeah, he's not a fat dude. Yeah, it's it, it's pure muscle. He's a very. I mean, three hundred thirty pound offensive lineman like five ten years ago look completely yeah. different than the three hundred thirty pounders today. Yeah, but like, it's crazy. Have y'all heard his name? I mean, I mean, not much. Yeah. So, um, I so think yeah. he has potential to literally go number one overall. I was yeah. about to say, I think he could go number one. Jaguars I mean, need it for sure. The offensive line, pretty much every position, not every position, but most positions besides quarterback are just super loaded this year. Offensive line, this offensive line class is crazy. Oh, There's so literally good. a chance that offensive linemen could be the first three picks. And that's insane. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a necessity. Yeah, you got to have it. Yeah. So speaking of combine, you got college players going, you know, to the pros. Um, we're going to talk about Heisman predictions next year. Um, so I'm going to start this off with Sawyer. Um, okay. Who's your main guy? Who is who's winning the Heisman Trophy next year, in your opinion? Oh. I've got I've got a couple guys I kind of want to talk about. I mean, I feel like the safest bet would be Bryce Young to repeat. I mean, if he puts up those numbers again at Alabama, I think he's got it. But that doesn't happen like ever. So I'm thinking C.J. Stroud. The dude was amazing. I mean, he was in the 
Final Four, Final Five, whatever, last year of voting. Had a great bowl game. And I think he's going to pop off at Ohio State this year. So he's probably my favorite. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go C.J. Stroud. I think he's going to have a really good year. Mm, I love that. Trey? I kind of agree what you said about Bryce Young. Safest pick. I want to say him, but I, I don't want to be – I don't want to be boring. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say Caleb Williams. Okay. Uh, I mean, dude took over at Oklahoma. Uh, he's going in to USC with the – same coach so i mean they're gonna have that connection and everything but um yeah i like caleb williams mm-hmm. yeah i think i'm gonna go dju <laughs> i'm just kidding mm. Mm. Um, i think uh Kate it's a Klubnick's, really hot take i think kate club is gonna take his job anyway um Probably. i'm gonna agree i'm gonna agree with sawyer on his uh, i'm gonna go cj stroud mm-hmm. uh, i think this year he comes back with a vengeance after getting beat out, um, dude was balling. Um, yeah. You know, he was in the in the Heisman running. Um, so, I think he's right back there next year, and I think he can take it. I agree. I agree. Um, so, we also have a, a dark horse section of this. So, just a possible, a maybe, mm-hmm. an optional could win the Heisman. Okay. And, uh, Trey, who, who is your dark horse here? Who could maybe pop off and – and do this thing well being a diehard Gamecock and I know Sawyer's gonna agree with me here Spencer Rather dude I think he can change the culture at Carolina dude I mean Sawyer's Sawyer and I have talked about this before he had maybe two bad games at Oklahoma yeah yeah I mean and Spencer Rather he's the best quarterback that talent-wise, that Carolina has ever had. Correct. And, I mean, if he can win – okay, if he can win nine games at Carolina and put up, you know, the numbers he can put up, he's got a shot, I think. I agree. My thing about Rattler, and he gets way too much hate, in my opinion. I mean, you scroll through – if there's a post about him on, like, a sports page on Instagram, whatever, you scroll through comments, people are just saying he's trash, he got benched. I'm like – First off, look at who we got benched by, a generational talent at quarterback with Caleb Williams. And he had, like you said, if you really look at it, he had one or two bad games at Oklahoma. And besides that, he was putting up Heisman numbers. Yeah. His freshman year was insane. I mean, it's just – it's he gets way too much hate. But he's not my dark horse. He is, but he's not. Um, my actual dark horse, I've got two guys. I really can't decide between the two, and they're both pretty hot takes, I think. I think Jackson Dart, transfer from USC to Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin's offense, is going to put up some really, really big numbers, even though he is an SEC. And my other guy is Quinn Ewers. I think the only reason he isn't still at Ohio State is because of C.J. Stroud. But he's back at Texas. He's back home. He's going to want to show out in front of his friends and family every week. I think he's going to put up some really big numbers. I like Ewers. Yeah. Um. All rivalry aside, I'm I'm excited for y'all guys and Spencer Rattler. Thank you. Uh, I think I think he's gonna ball. Uh, so I am excited for y'all guys just to have some QB talent in South Carolina. Um, but anyway, my dark horse is gonna be Blake Corum from Michigan. Um, Hassan Haskins is in the draft this year. 
so with him leaving Michigan, I think that gives Blake a chance to kind of step up. And I know he wants to step up. And I know he can step up. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he got the chance to run the ball, he he balled out. Um, so so yeah, I think I think Blake could be a good dark horse next year. I'll be real with you, bro. That's a bad take. Hey, I'm gonna stick by it, man. I, bro, if he wins the Heisman, I'll never question any of your takes again. <laughs> you, we did say dark horse, and that yeah. that's that's like mm, that's a, a really stretch. dark horse. Yeah. yeah, but hey, you never know, man. You never know. I said, if um, it happens, I'll never question you again. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure some people would say my take is horrendous about Spencer Adler. So, yeah, whatever. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna clip that Sawyer. I'm gonna save it for if Blake wins Heisman and clip it. We'll clip it. <laughs> we'll keep that. Um. So, so going back to the pros, who do you think rises up for fantasy football this year? Are we talking like somebody who was down last year, or just in general? Yeah, down, but had had some potential. Like they had some big like showed signs of having a big season next year. Yeah. yeah, but just didn't really hit. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say a couple. I'm gonna start with this one, and this is a big if. Uh, we all know the Calvin Ridley situation. Um, he was great in 2020. I mean, top five receiver for fantasy, all that. But and then he decided to help with his mental health. He would sit out the rest of the year in 2021. We don't know the future for him. But I think if he plays again, no matter what team it's for, I don't know if he sat out because he didn't want to be in Atlanta or what the deal was. I mean, who knows really besides him. But if he plays again, I think he has potential to be a top ten receiver for fantasy easily, depending on where he is. So I'm going to say him. My other one is going to be a tight end. I'm going to say Dalton Schultz. Mm. I think he's in a really good offense. He showed flashes of brilliance last year from a tight end position. And I think if Dak relies on him a little bit more, which he should, Schultz is a really good target. I think he can put up top three to five tight end numbers. I genuinely believe that. Yeah. Trey, what you got? I'm thinking, bro, because uh, I was uh, the, the way you asked it was like, who's somebody who didn't have a bad season, didn't have a good season last mm-hmm. year? It's just average. <sighs> okay, well, I was thinking, and help me out. Would you consider Jalen Waddle's season average or, or no? Because uh, I was th- he's I think he's gonna be top ten in fantasy. I do too. I think I would say it's an above average season. Average season for a rookie. I mean, yeah. even for a vet, he had a really good year. Um, but with Mike McDaniels coming in, bro, I mean, he McDaniels is the reason why Debo did what he did. And for McDaniels to say in a press conference, you need to have Jalen Waddle on fantasy next year, for me, that's all I need to hear. I'm, I'm 100% with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then I'll uh, – I'm going to go Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, he's a QB one in my opinion, like on certain teams. Obviously, yeah. right now at the Saints, and I think he could be in other places too. But I mean, yeah, he throws interceptions, but he could still sling the ball. Do you think he'll be with the Saints? I don't know, man. I don't know what the Saints are doing. They've cleared up a little bit of cap space, but it's still, it's it's they're still deep in the hole. Yeah, it's a pretty bad situation down there. 
Yeah. Cam, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with old Tar Heel boy. Not Javante. I'm okay. going to go Michael Carter. Um, I like it. Yeah, I'm going to go Michael Carter. I think one of the the main reasons is because he is on my dynasty team. Mm -hmm. So I kind of need him to pop off. Um, But he definitely showed some glimpses of somewhat of stardom last year. Um, Yeah. But I think if they work the team around him, obviously the offensive line, um, because you have Zach Wilson struggling. Uh, But if they can create some holes for Michael Carter, Mm -hmm. I think he he can ball out. Wilson looked good at the end of the year. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Yeah, he was he was showing up. He was getting there. I think I think Carter is a really good pick for this. Yeah, I really do. He's I mean he showed a lot of potential last year. So some really big games. I think he's really good. Overlooked. What we got next, Cam? We're gonna mix up the sports for a second. Mm. All right. We're gonna go NBA. Hmm. What's going on with I like Lakers? It. What is going on with the Lakers? I'll be honest. I don't have an answer. I don't know what's going on with the Lakers. <laughs> you could, I mean, they kind of put their eggs all, all into one basket this season and got a yeah. whole bunch of vets. Uh, I mean, they have a – their team age is old. Uh, and – Obviously, when they signed Westbrook, it looked good, but it Westbrook, work out. Westbrook is a cancer to any team that he is on. He's a walking brick. Yeah, and okay, look, and if anybody blames this Lakers team on LeBron, they're dumb. No, here's here's the thing with LeBron. I saw this on Twitter earlier. It's a quote, and Trey, I'm I'm gonna back you up on this. For the longest time, I was on like the MJ's the goat, but I feel like we're watching LeBron play right now he's what 37 right yeah we're watching lebron play at 37 year old 37 years old and we're, we're watching him with expectations of a 25 year old yeah i think if I that, that doesn't too. tell you he's a goat i don't know what will well and here's my thing like you can't blame the lakers team on lebron because he's averaging 28 8 and 6 yeah at 37 he, he is the whole team right now and that's ridiculous i just I don't feel like there's any team chemistry, and yeah. that's why they're so bad. Yeah, I think they just expected to have a super team with all their yeah. signings. And, and like you said, sorry, the chemistry's not there, so it's just not, not working. Here's another question. It's We didn't plan this or whatever. Did the Bucks kill, like, the notion of you have to have a super team? Did they kill that last year? Because, yeah, they have Giannis, and they have Chris Middleton. But I in no way would ever say that's the super team. I think that's right below a super team. Yeah. Because you add one more – you don't have to add a star, but one more – I mean, if you have, like, a Tobias Harris-type player, that would definitely yeah. put them over the like the edge on my point. But what I'm saying is, like, I think well, they proved that you have to have a dominant player. Yes. But your whole team doesn't have to be elite. Well, I think even before the Bucks won, I think it was that way with the Raptors. Yeah. Um, I mean, looking at it now, that might have been a super team. The Raptors? Yeah. The year they won it, bro, they were loaded. <laughs> Kawhi's yeah. shot against the Sixers. I mean, that uh, yeah, that whole playoff run was amazing. 
Was Valanciunas on that team? He was, right? Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he was. I mean, he he slept on. Yeah. But, I mean, I just – I don't know. I feel like the NBA is kind of leaning out of the super team phase. So, I wouldn't even consider the Warriors a super team anymore. I don't think I would. The Heat, they're pushing it. But I'm probably still going to say no. I'd say the closest thing right now in the East is probably what? Philadelphia? The Nets. The Nets, obviously. but Philadelphia and the Nets, yeah. And then you got the Heat who are pushing it. But, but yeah. Also, another thing about the Lakers, it doesn't help that Anthony Davis cannot stay healthy. No. Mm-mm. The dude is made of glass. Yeah, he is. It's Which bad. is so sad to see because he could be uh, the number one big man in the league but i agree i agree y'all think zion will ever play again yeah he's a loose weighter. his knee is gonna just keep i i knew that from the beginning like yeah zion played against my high school twice a year every year he was in my team's i'm at my high school's division and i always thought to myself like he's a pretty big dude and he jumps high mm-hmm. like all that weight coming down your knees like it's just not gonna work out yeah I, probably- I don't know man I mean, he's freaking blessed of the century. Yeah, I think he is. I think he, I think it's safe to say that. Okay, so he's what, like six eight? Yeah. Uh, dude, what what if he like tried to go fo- a football route? I mean, he's got the size. If he and if he hit the gym, if he hit the gym, he'd be a gross tight end. Yeah, I think it's possible. It's, it's just possible. a different kind of physicality in the NFL, though. Somebody needs to whisper that in his ear, man. Yeah. yeah. What we got next? All right, we're gonna we're gonna do our top ten receivers, uh, but okay. we're gonna start off with our honorable mentions, and we'll kind of kind of run through these kind of fast. Um, mm-hmm. But we're gonna start off with Jalen Waddle. Was kind of brought up in topic earlier, um, but I'm gonna give this one to Trey since he loves Jalen Waddle. So, well, well uh, I'm be honest. I think Sawyer loves Jalen Waddle more than me. Oh. Yeah, I think I do. Definitely right. thing I do. And then it's Sawyer's. Like I said earlier, Mike McDaniels, he's, he's, new head coach. You saw what Debo did. I think Jalen Waddle's going to have a similar to Debo role. He's not going to run up the middle as much. He's going to do a lot of sweeps. He's going to get a lot of touches. And honestly, where's the target competition on that offense? Devontae Parker? No. Mike mm-hmm. Gusecki? Maybe. Jalen Waddle is that offense. You can – I don't care about Tua. I don't care if he's average. Jalen Waddle's still going to put up numbers. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, DK, Trey. DK, yeah, he's not honorable mention, but he's not top 10. I think mm-hmm. coming in the league, everybody thought he was going to be the next great thing just because y'all remember that picture he posted or whatever and just flexing. I mean, the dude's good, but. Honestly, like, you could argue that Tyler Lockett is better. Yeah, you could argue that. His old teammates uh, – DK's old teammate from college is better anyway. We'll talk about him later. That's facts. When everybody thought DK was better than A.J. Brown. I personally never thought that. Yeah. Well, didn't accuse you, sorry. Didn't accuse you. I didn't say you were. I'm just saying, like, I, I'm happy that I didn't because everybody yeah. was on the DK train. Facts. It was kind of annoying. Anyway. Uh, my guy, my dude, my DJ, DJ Moore, um, obviously not in the top 10, 
I wish he was. Uh, but he can have a game where he has brick hands. He can have a game where he's pushing yards after he catches the ball. Yeah. Um, you never really know what you're going to get with DJ. But uh, give him an accurate quarterback. And if he feels like running the routes like we know he can that day, uh, he could push top ten. That's facts. So, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin, he's a free agent coming off of pretty much destroyed his whole knee. I mean, you, you saw what he did when he was healthy. He's had injuries pretty much his whole career. I mean, he's only, what, 25, 26, maybe 26 going into this year. I think Godwin can put up top six numbers on the right team. And one place I'd really like to see him go is Philadelphia. I feel like him, Devontae, Jalen Hurts, I feel like that offensive look, he'd be scary. I think Chris Godwin could easily sneak into the top ten this year. Yeah, that's a good take. All right, last one on honorable mention, C.D. Give that to Trey. C.D., I like him as the wide receiver one in Dallas more than Cooper. Yep. I mean, there's been some talks about uh, Cooper not playing in Dallas mm-hmm. next season. Uh, but I think since CD's come in, he's kind of taken that role as wide receiver one. Not yet, but he's – it's you can definitely see it going that way in their offense now. Definitely. Definitely. Good one. mention list. I'm going to kick off our top ten. With, I think Trey is in agreements, agreements with me on this. Um, me too. And Sawyer. Devontae Adams. Yeah. What else is there to say? Um, obviously, with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, you're, you're going to get the freaking ball. Um, but dude's a touchdown machine, and he's just a physical wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, so, I, just Devontae Adams at number one. And we've all got him there. Yeah. yeah. Until, go ahead. until, you know, he proves me wrong, he's still at my number one. That's a fact. He's um, good at everything he does. Yes. Uh, number two, Cooper Cup. Well, I think we're all the same here, too. Yeah. We uh, we talked about <laughs> him a good bit over the past episodes. Um, Triple crown <laughs> winner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's just the MVP, man. Uh, I don't see much change in next season. Obviously, I not either. triple crown numbers, but like he's still gonna he's still gonna get the ball. Yeah, I mean with Adams too, you know. Um, I just think I think it works out for them at top two. Um, yeah, yeah. Number three, uh, I got Jamar Chase over Jay Jettis. Hmm. I think. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to go back and forth with that one. Uh, Jamar Chase obviously did better this year, his rookie year, than JJ did his rookie year. Right. Um, it's just it's just so close. I love both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd be I'd be fine with JJ at three. I'd be fine with Chase at three. So I'm just kind of in between on that. I'm going to disagree with you, and for one reason, I've got yeah. Jefferson at three and Jamar at four. Mm-hmm. I've got Jeffrey only because he's done it one year more than Jamar Chase has. That's true. Chase very easily could be over Jefferson, very easily could be at the top of this list next year. It's a possibility. 
I don't know what's going to happen with Rodgers and Adams. I don't know what's going to happen with Cup. Is he going to decline? Whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think right now I've got Jefferson above Chase just because he's done it one yeah. more year than Chase has. That's that's solid. That's a solid yeah. take. Yeah, I agree. Uh, JJ at three just because he had that monster rookie year. And then mm-hmm. the question was, okay, can he do it again? Well, he did it again. Yeah, he did it better. Yeah, so that's why I have him at three. So you got you got Chase at four, Trey? Yes. Yeah, I got Chase at four. All right, me too. Cool. So we'll just jump to five. We'll jump um, to five. I got Stefan Diggs at five. Mm. Uh, gosh, man. Um, I always go back to the picture of him just staring uh, after defeat uh, last year. And uh, I thought they were going to do it this year. Um, yep. But heartbreak by the Chiefs. 13 seconds left. But uh, anyway. Diggs is just a baller of a receiver. Um, I think they're going to be back in the same boat next year, and hopefully yeah. they, they they pull out the AFC Championship, um, make their way to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I got I got Stephon at five. I've also got Stephon at five. Um, I was kind of conflicted. Like, do I like Stephon? Do I like Tyree Kill? Obviously, I'm biased against the Chiefs, but this has nothing to do with that. Um, I've got Stephon above Tyreek just because of Stephon Diggs. He's really fast. He's not hill fast. He's more physical than he gets credit for. And just watching him run routes is literally art. And I think Diggs and Allen have a better connection than Hill and Mahomes do. Just because they're – I feel like they're just literally just because they're better friends. I just think Diggs is in a better situation right now. Yeah. I think there's less mouse to feed on that offense. So, Diggs – like I said, better situation. I love his route running. I've got him at five. That's great. Uh, I got Hill, Tyreek Hill at five. Um, just because every year for the past five years, he's been in the top five, so I'm not going to take him out. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past five years, four of those years have, have been a thousand yard seasons. Um, and I don't with his quarterback situation, I don't see it changing. Like, I know he's got another 1,000-yard receiver with him, uh, Travis Kelsey. But, yep. yeah, I got Hill at five. Yeah, right. I got I got Tyreek Hill at, at six. And I love that you brought that up, Trey, about Kelsey. You know, he's competing with yardage with Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mean, I wouldn't think they're, like, actually competing with each other. They might be. Um, but you got – that other mouth to feed, as Sawyer put it earlier. Uh, but I think Tyreek – I think Tyreek can have brick hands sometimes. And uh, outside of that, though, he breaks top five for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I've got Tyreek Hill at six as well. Kind of like I said earlier, I just think Diggs is on offense with less, less mouths to feed. Um, I love Hill's speed. I mean, he can low-key get up and get it, too. Um, yeah. I think by the end of the year, Hill could be way above Diggs. But just right now, I think Diggs is just a little bit better. Number six. Yeah. Sorry. I have a healthy D-hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how, Cam, how you were with your number three and four with – 
Jefferson and Chase. That's how I am with my six and seven. But I'll get the seven later. But at six, I got a healthy D hop. Yeah. Just because, dude, when he's healthy, um, he's like he's one of the best in the league. I don't think mm-hmm. he is anymore, but like uh, past you know five seven years, even when yeah. he's on the Texans, he was he was that guy. He's had some of the best hands in the league, um, and he can go up and get it, and he's physical. Right. But I have him at six just because he's getting old. So. Uh, Andrew hasn't played in a while. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah I'm going to bounce off you, Trey. I got D-Hop at seven, win healthy. Um, he's just a physical receiver. He can moss. He can run routes. Um, so I, I really just want to see D-Hop healthy again before yeah. he loses any of his prime. Um, and I think that would be a lovely sight to see. <laughs> uh, you got, he got Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray can get it to him if he's there healthy. So, yeah. I've got D hop at seven as well. And, you know, we were talking about it in our group chat this week and I honestly kind of forgot about him him being hurt this year and everything. He's, he's getting up there with age. I mean, that's, that's coming. I mean, receivers, once you get to 28, 29, they start to kind of fall off, but I think D hop's got at least one more good year in him when he's healthy. Um, my thing with D hop and the main reason he's on this list above other people because let's be real, he didn't play last year. You don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. Is you see Kyler Murray with D Hop and Kyler Murray without D Hop, it is like night and day. And I think D Hop makes Kyler so much better. And that alone earns him a spot on my list yeah. at seven. Uh, seven, I got Stefan Diggs. And it, it was just hard for me to pick who I wanted to put at six and seven it was between Diggs and D hop but I mean y'all have already mentioned everything about Diggs and he's got Gabriel Davis uh, and he had that monster playoff game but I don't mm-hmm. I'm not using that as a case to say that Gabriel Davis is going to be like the next big receiver in yeah. Buffalo I'm he just had a monster game that's it right um so I think Diggs is still that guy in Buffalo I think he will be for few more years mm-hmm. and i mean depending on what happens with d hop he's he's gonna he could jump him and he could he could break top five i mean he's yeah. got arguably the best quarterback in the league yeah i agree with that uh, i got debo samuel at eight um as a receiver we've seen him play and dude just wants the ball and when he gets the ball he eats with the ball um, again, just another physical receiver. But the fact that he can play receiver and also sub in at running back throughout the game without getting super gassed is insane to me. Um, his mentality is just mamba-like. And uh, he, he just wants the ball. So, uh, so yeah, I love Debo. But I got him at eight. All right. Uh, my number eight on my list I've written down, I have Debo. But I'm going to change that. I'm going to move him back one spot. I personally think A.J. Brown is a possibly a top five receiver. I think the quarterback situation kind of holds him back a little bit. And honestly, that's a run first offense with Derrick Henry healthy. So, you know, he might not always get his touches. But when A.J. Brown is featured, I mean, 
I think he could be just as good as anybody on this list. Um, I mean, you could argue that with Debo as well, but I'm, I think Debo is definitely a better all-around player than A.J. Brown. But just watching A.J. Brown, he's got size, he's got speed. He's just – he's fantastic. That's why I've got him at number eight. Number eight, I'm going Debo. And if we're talking just all-around offensive players, mm-hmm. he's you could argue he's number one. That's right. But if we're talking just purely wide receiver, um, then I'm putting him at eight. Besides, I don't think he's going to have a season next year like he did this past season. No, probably not. New, new coach and everything. Um, so that's why I got him at eight. I mean, Debo's the only guy that was mentioned on our running back and receiver list, if that tells you anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, going at nine, I got AJ Brown. Um, I think he's obviously better than DK. We hit on that just a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no reason that you would argue DK against AJ. No. Uh, but dude's the argument's a, dead. Yeah. But dude's just a big boy receiver. Um, yep. So when Ryan Tannehill's on it, uh, and gets AJ the ball. And I think it helped AJ out this year with Derrick Henry being hurt. Um, just to see the ball more. But like Sawyer said, they are a run first offense with Derrick Henry healthy. Um, so I'd love to see how they kind of cooperate with that mm-hmm. ne- next season. Um, before I say my number nine, I just want to mention one thing of how impressive the Titans season actually was this year. Yeah. No Derrick Henry. AJ mm-hmm. Brown was out a lot of the year, and they still were they were the one seed in the AFC, weren't they? Yeah. Yep. They ended up. I mean, that is just insane to me. I know their division isn't the best, but still. Anyways, we'll move on. We'll talk about that later, I'm sure. Um, my number nine, obviously, because I switched, is Debo Samuel. I mean, what else is there to say? I think AJ Brown's just a slightly better wide receiver, but Debo's a better football player because this is a wide receiver list. I've got AJ above, but I love Debo. I don't think he'll have the same success as last year, like Trey said, but that don't mean he's going to fall off very much. Yeah. So I'm going to make adjustments, too. At nine, I have Mike Evans, but I'm going to switch that. I'm going to put AJ mm-hmm. at nine because, uh, like you've all said, he's a monster. Um, who knows what kind of season he would have, let's say, if he was on the Bills or the Chiefs or if he had a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers or something. Who knows what he would do? Um but like you said, Sawyer, since he's in Tennessee, um, a run-heavy offense with a average quarterback, he's getting held back. But I got him at nine. Danny Hill's above average, but we'll, we'll continue. Whatever. Uh, to finish my list, I got OBJ. Um, I love the dude. Obviously, outside of his game versus the Panthers in 2015, um, <laughs> which that was a that was a fun game to just kind of watch him and Josh Norman go at it. Um, but I'm happy for him to be in a team that wants to see him succeed, wants to give him the ball. Um, obviously, he he struggles at staying healthy at times. Um, and tearing his ACL in the Super Bowl, man, you just hate to see it. You know, he finally got there. But, hey, you know, he contributed. He got he a touchdown. touchdown. Yep, he got his touchdown. Um, but I would, I would love for the Rams to re-sign him. I'd love for him to stay in L.A. Um, just to see him ball some more. So, yeah. All right, my number 10, I've got a guy who could arguably 
you could argue that he's the most consistent player on this list. Um, he's had different quarterbacks his whole career. I think he's had over a thousand yards every year he's been in the league. I might be wrong, but I feel like that's true. I feel like I read that somewhere. I think you are right. Can, if someone wants to fact check me, then go ahead. Mike has Evans he been in the, the league? Guy? Has he been in the late league eight years? I, I believe so. Let's see. Then, he came in. Was it fourteen? Was his rookie year, or was it thirteen? Because he played with Johnny Football. I think 13, they were still at college. So, I think 14 was his rookie year. So, that would be seven or that would be eight. Either way, he's been elite, quietly elite his whole career. He doesn't get talked about enough, in my opinion. Um, But he's a touchdown machine. He's probably the most physical receiver on this list. And he's got good speed, good route running. I think he's great. I think if you would have made the – if we would have done this list a couple years ago, he would have been higher up. But I don't know the I don't know the Tom Brady situation. I mean, he said he retired, but there's people saying he's not. Who knows? Anyway, Mike Evans can be good with any quarterback, so that's why he's on my list. Yeah, yeah, I got Mike Evans at number ten as well, and I'm pretty sure you're right, Sawyer, that every year he's been in the league, he's had a thousand yards. Because I remember looking up something today about yeah. Jerry Rice and his thousand yard seasons, which he had fourteen, by the way. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And, I, and on the list, it said Mike Evans, eight. I mean that that that's insane to me. Yeah, honestly, I think, you know what? I said he's I probably the most consistent guy on this list. He definitely is. Yeah, so I mean that's why he's my number ten. For some reason, he gets called touchdown dependent in fantasy and all that. I think that's ridiculous. He he's just a stud. Yeah, I love it. All right, well, that's all we got time for today. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, but just before we go, I do have some announcements. Uh, next week, we will be doing our tight end top 10 list. Uh, we'll also have a guest with us next week, so that's exciting. I uh, hope you guys can tune in. And, yes, we know we've been slacking on social media, uh, but we're going to pick that back up and, and get back in the swing of things on that so y'all can be updated and we can have some debates in the comments, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But again, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, We'll see you next week.